Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. How can I help you today? Let's talk some leadership. What's uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like I'd like to find out, PC. You know, when we look at just uh, uh, um, 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 leadership development and how and how churches can can grow so much better, I find that a lot of times there are some common mindsets that leaders have that uh, that sort of hinder growth in in their organization or in their church. Um, you know, I, I'm just trying to unpack. You know, around that, I I, I hope just share what could be some of those mindsets. You know, and um, and, and just how can leaders, you know, you know, overcome that? Yeah, and you're talking about the mindset that keeps them from growing, and personally, but also in the in the uh, uh, in the church or in their ministry. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, no, sir. That's a great. That's a great question. Yeah, uh, you know, I I've noticed when I've worked with pastors across the nation, we work with a lot of pastors and a lot of leaders. Um, I think there's a few things in no particular order. One, um, I think that there is a struggle in people's mind to see themselves as the way God sees them. Um, they, they somehow believe, I think that some, sometimes people get in the mindset uh, in, in their own insecurity that somehow greatness is for everybody else, but not for them. Uh, uh, that somehow maybe they're not good enough or they're not smart enough or they're not talented enough or uh, they're not gifted enough. I, I think of Gideon in the Bible when, when, uh, when, when the Lord came to him and said, hey, mighty warrior, this is what I want you to do. And his response was, my tribe is the least of all the tribes. And in my tribe, I'm the lowest of that one. And it, <laughs> so he said, there's like a thousand yeah. tribes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're the worst tribe, and of that tribe, I'm the lowest of that. So, right, right. And and here was what Tondo. Here's what the Lord said to him. He said, he said to him, "Go in the strength you already have, not in the strength I'm going to give you in the future. You already have what it takes right now. Go in the strength. I'm the lowest of everyone." And, And the Lord says, "No, no. Just go in the strength you already have. You don't need any more." I've already set you up for it. Uh, and so I look at that and I, because I, I see pastors and I, I think there's a big gap between what God feels about them and what God sees about them and their potential and then what they see in themselves. Right. <clears throat> a huge gap. And we think, right. well, man, if I, we look at someone else and say, boy, if I could speak like that, if I had the resources <laughs> like that, if I could be in that city, if I could be in that town and the Lord would say, as he did to Gideon, just go in the strength you already have. I've already given you everything you need. You already have it. So I think first, I think one mindset, Tondo, is that people find a gap between who they are and who God sees them as. And I think that's a, it's a spiritual thing. I think it's a insecurity thing. Right. Uh, it's, right. A, it's a, it's a doubt thing. I think there's another mindset that flips it the other way. And that right. is, um, Here's interesting. I think there's a second mindset that we get into, and pastors do sometimes, is um, we get so spiritually minded that we lose the strategy portion of who we are. Right, right. Because it's like, right. well, and somehow we think spirit and strategy can't coexist when it can coexist. Mm. So we think, well, 
man, we're just going to rely on the Lord, which we should. And we're just going to pray, which we should. And we're just going to trust God, which we should. But then God's like, right. also, <laughs> you know, yeah. I did give you some, a brain and you, you could think. Right. You know, and I think sometimes yeah. that, that we get kind of our mindset is, and, and here's what the deal is. When we get super yeah. spiritual and we put it all on God in the sense of like, and we don't strategize or think about it or develop teams or get the coaching we need, get the help we need, read the book that we need. When we don't do all that, we, oh, it's just all. And here's the thing. So when it doesn't, here's, here's the thing. When it doesn't go right, right we blame it on God's timing. Right. Wow. It didn't go right. Well, it's not God's timing. Well, no, maybe it was God's timing. Maybe you ne just never got to work. Maybe just maybe you never strategized. Maybe you never figured it out. So yeah, there's the spiritual side, but there's the strategy side. And then when we put it all over here and we don't do anything, we say, well, it wasn't God's timing for us to build this church or to do this thing. And maybe it's like, well, it was God's timing, but you never stepped to the plate. You never right. did anything. And so I, I do think that there's a there's a challenge there in that mindset as well that says, yeah. man, I, I, I'm just going to you know, I'm not going to strategize or do my part or, or whatever. And then I think in the mix of all of that, when pastors don't ask for help, it's usually because of pride. Right. Pride. I don't need help. I'm okay the way right. I am. I'm fine. Yeah. I don't want to ask for help. But what's the scripture teach us? Pride comes before a fall. Well, fall, yeah. 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 A lot of churches yeah. shut down. A lot of churches struggle. A lot of churches close. And we just need pastors that are not worried about the pride side of it or just saying that I need to get mm. some help uh, and I need to get, I need to do whatever I can to grow this church. So I think there are some, just some practical mindsets, some, some right. kind of over-spiritualized things, but we don't get involved in the strategy. And then again, the first one I talked about, just the mindset of uh, like the Gideon, you know, that I'm the right. worst in all the clan and I'm not good. And God's, well, maybe you are, you know, and maybe you, you are enough. And um, uh, it's what he said to Gideon. And I think we get caught into that trap too much. I really do. Wow. So, wow. I, yeah, I, I think it's quite interesting that, uh, that even on the first one, you know, we struggle to see ourselves as God does. So, yeah. so the answering of the call to be a pastor does not guarantee your self concept, how, how, how you're going to see yourself. Yeah. Yes. It simply says, well, God has called me, I'm available, but we still need to see ourselves as he sees us. Absolutely. See ourselves as it's just, I think that um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, Gideon struggled with that. Now jump over to the New Testament. Peter struggled with that. Right. Uh, you know, he saw himself as not capable as not, uh, you know, and then God changes his name from Simon to, to Peter. Simon, there's an actual translation of Simeon, which means pebble. And right. Peter means Petra, which means rock. Right. And so, so <laughs> Yeah, he's like, but they shift from a pebble to a rock. That's, that's exactly right. Peter, yes, you see yourself as a pebble. You're right. insecure. You're chopping off the ears of guards. You're falling asleep in the garden. You're insecure. But let me tell you how I see you, Peter. And then we look at the book of Acts. Right. And what happens in the book of Acts? He becomes this mighty warrior faith hero guy that <laughs> turns the world upside down, becomes the first pastor of the first local church. Now, here's the thing. Did, did he preach better now in Acts than he did in John? Did he, did he look better? Did, was he more skilled? Or did his confidence change? Mm. 
What changed everything for Peter? For the guy that falls asleep <laughs> in the garden, cutting off ears, denying Christ three times, <clears throat> and then becomes this, you know, mighty man of faith in the book of Acts. Right. Practically, things didn't change. Like the speaking, was he a better speaker? Was he a better leader? Was he more strategic? Was he more this? I don't know if any of those things changed. Wow. It's, his, it's his confidence. His confidence changed. Right, right. Something happened there from, John, from the book of John to the book of Acts, where all of a sudden it was like Peter began to see himself the way, like you said, Tonda, the way that God saw him, the way that Jesus right. saw him. Wow. How can, how, can, how can leaders work, work on, their, on their confidence so that uh, they, can, they can lead with confidence, they can, they can have a, a perspective of God and, and really step out there and, uh, and build what God has called them to build? Yeah, I think uh, that's a great question. I think uh, in, the, in the confidence category, how do leaders build the confidence? I think there's a practical side to it. I think you, and this is not to get psychological or to be a psychiatrist, but I do think, I do think there's some possible healing that needs to take place. Right. There's some possible healing that needs to take place. <clears throat> and I don't want to get all super psychological or anything, but man, there may be something that happened to you in a, in a, in a, in a marriage or in a, uh, when you were a kid or something that dad did or something that mom did, there's something you, you need to find where the confidence got shaken. Um, then I think, man, there's some practical things. Uh, and, and I'll say right here, two years ago, I was in six months of counseling, you know, and I'm just telling everybody like, I'm in six months. of It doesn't bother me because I needed to, I needed to fix something that kept coming up. And, right. I, and I found that it was targeted back to something in my past. And I needed to fix that because it keeps coming up in my life. And I think, I think for you to build confidence, there's usually an emotional trigger somewhere. Right. <clears throat> identify that emotional trigger. And then what, what creates the lack of confidence. So there's something that triggers that lack of confidence, find what it is. And then here's the, here's the thing, Tondo, you got to be willing to do the work. Right. There's right. work to be Probably. done in it. Like, like, oh, hey, six months of counseling. That's work. Mm -hmm. Getting the help that you need. That's work. But I know I'll never reach my potential until I overcome this thing. And I, in my counseling, in, in my uh, time with the individual, um, I learned something that I'd never heard before. And that was <clears throat> that that boys growing up, what, what they need from their dad and, and what girls need from their dad are different. So Boys need from their dad, they need to know from their dad, I have what it takes. At the core, it's, everything is wrapped up in as a man, as a boy growing up, that my dad made me feel that I have what it takes. Mm. For the girl, she needs to feel from her dad, I'm worth pursuing. Why? And when, oh, when oh, the right girl... <laughs> doesn't feel that she is worth pursuing, she will put herself in a position where she is pursued. That's why we see so many troubles with teenagers and early adulthood and doing whatever it can to attract a man's attention because right. they didn't feel being pursued. And then a guy on the other side, he doesn't feel he has what it takes. Well, <clears throat> if he doesn't get that from dad, now fast forward over to a pastor. He's now 40 years old. He never felt that he had what it takes to be the uh, as a boy and now he's a 40 year old pastor trying to lead a church he still feels that way wow. i don't have what it takes i'm not good enough so i think you have to find that you got to go down into your life and find that emotional trigger 
that has created this lack of confidence and then begin to do the work in that area. Because if you don't, if you don't do that work, um, I think you'll always fall short of God's potential in your life. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. I think, I, I think what I'm hearing uh, is the fact that when you do the work and, and go deep and, and go inward, that's, that's the investment that you put in then cultivating what you need for you to be able to move forward. Yes, that's right. That's right. You're cultivating, you're rechanging the ground. You're, right. you're, you have to go back and you might have to replow that area because mm. what was birthed in that soil wasn't good. So right. we're going to have to dig up that soil and sort of rebirth something new, find that emotional trigger. Uh, <clears throat> it's funny. I was just talking to another pastor recently about this idea of confidence, and he was talking about his childhood and some things from his dad and all that. And this guy's probably, I don't know, 50, 55. And I'm like, you're 50 or 55 years old, and you're still emotionally triggered, attached to something when you were young. And it has affected your confidence in schooling, your confidence in your marriage, your confidence in your ability, your confidence to lead, your confidence to preach. And we're now going on, he's 40 years into this emotional trigger. And I looked at him and I, I literally it was about a week or two ago, Todd, and I said, when are you going to take care of this? Hmm. It's been 40 years. Imagine wow. how much of your life your yeah. marriage, your ministry, your potential, your capability, how much is being held down by this thing called a lack of confidence? And where does it come from? It's not as simple as just read a book. Like, mm. you know, you've written books, you're a great author. I've written some books. It's like, yeah, that's, and I'm not saying that's bad. That's good. Yeah. But I think you got to read the book. You got to get the coaching. Substitute. Yeah. You got to go deep, man. You got to wow. figure out where's this coming from, man. It just didn't show up. You weren't confident at age 30 and everything was great. And at age 35, you're not confident. Like something went wrong somewhere. Yeah. 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 Childhood. I don't know. Maybe you felt abandoned. Maybe you went through a hard marriage. I, I, don't, I don't know, but there's something that's mm -hmm. there. You got to find that emotional trigger and deal with it. That's, wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! No, thank you, thank you. I think, I think, I think that really speaks to uh, to the core, you know, to the core of the leader. And I think also the sense of feeling that I am worth the investment in myself. It's worth it for me to do this so that I can move forward. Because sometimes we even lack the self belief to start the work within, within, within. Yeah. Would that be a factor? You think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. You, and you're, you're starting that work. You're going back. You're looking at the emotional trigger. Hey, we got a few more minutes. Give me a follow-up question or any other, any other things you want to dive into. Oh, all right. Sure. 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 Um, I think maybe just one last thing is that yeah. is, um, it's just in terms of building energy forward organizationally, what, what can leaders do to just generate energy uh, to build momentum? Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking about, uh, you're talking about building energy in their church or you're talking about creating structure um, in there in uh, building building energy in terms of just uh, uh, vision buy-in oh, you, yeah. you, you know just just getting things moving yeah 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 well i think it's it's great i think that uh there's several thoughts that i have about that is um pastors want to create leaders want to create momentum and they want to create energy and they want to create excitement towards a development of whatever that thing that they're trying to do or wherever they're trying to go. 
Um, and, and there's a few thoughts I have about that. First, I think we have to look at ourselves when we're trying to create energy and momentum. Are we passionate? Are we all in? There's, a, there's sometimes I see pastors and I, I feel like they're doing, you know, I, I look at a friend and, and he wants coaching and I talk to him and he's kind of just doing business as usual. You know, it's just kind of, he does church, Sunday rolls around, he does church. I'm like, I don't see a lot of excitement in you. Here's what I've noticed about people. You have to be that leader. First of all, I think you have to look inside. Okay, if, if, I, wanna, if I want energy, excitement, momentum, I have to have that. I have to lead that. I have to be that. Here's something I think is really powerful. People will pick up half your passion and twice your hesitancy. <laughs> half your passion and twice your hesitancy. So, right? <laughs> Right? So yeah, yeah. if they're only going to pick up half your passion, you better really be passionate because right. they're only going to pick up half of it. However, if you're hesitant, they're going to pick up twice the amount of that. Wow. So they're going to pick up half your passion, twice your hesitancy. So you've got to be first, you've got to be like, it's got to bleed out of you. Right. It's got to be like, this is what I'm called to do. This is who I am. This is what God's called this church to do, this ministry to do. And it's got to bleed out. It's hard for you to, to, to talk to someone where it doesn't somehow seep out. It's just like who you are. Okay. That's the first thing. It, I think it's the passion part of it. The second part of it, I think, is you also have to look inside and say, is there anything in me that's not gravitational? Right. Because if I'm going to lead something big, I better lead it with a lot of, a lot of passion and a lot of drive and a lot it's got to bleed out of me but i also have to be the kind of person that's gravitational where people want to be around me i bring out the best in people i add value to people people want to be around my vision i i i've always said that there's three levels there's likable capable and gravitational and gravitational is hey i'm gonna be um i got that ability to get people around me so i think as a person you know, as a person you have to look and say do I have the passion? Is there anything about me that I could increase to make myself gravitational? So I got the passion and man, people want to be around me and it creates that momentum. Now we move to the vision. It is, is it a vision worth following? Is it a vision that people can see themselves in? Hmm. Is it a vision that people would be willing to bleed for it a bit, die for it a bit, give a bit, uh, serve a bit? Is it, is it, is it that kind of vision? Is it clear? Uh, is it precise? Do we understand what it is? Does it grab the heart? If it doesn't grab the heart, man, it's, you know, you're going to have a really difficult time. So, and it doesn't matter if it's like, man, we want to start another service. You better get excited about it. And why? And what is it going to do? No one cares about what and how they only care about why. So what's the motive behind that vision? So is there passion? Can you rally people? And is it a vision worth following? And it could be from, hey, we're building a building. We're starting another service. We're um, whatever it is. We're going after this new initiative. We're going to do this thing. It's got to be passion. It's got to be something that people gravitate to you. It's got to be a vision worth following. You got to get people behind that vision and get excited about that vision uh, and run with it. If they don't want to run with it, they're not excited about it. It doesn't attract them. It doesn't motivate them. That's a problem. 
because they're not going to just jump on your vision because you say it. It's got to be something that's worth following. And uh, wow. Yeah. It all rises and falls on leadership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it, you know, and it has to, it has to be that thing that I think people creating that vision and creating that momentum um, happens when the leader is driven, excited, getting people around him and pointing the way. It's got to bleed out of you, man. It really has to come out of you or otherwise it will never happen. That's how momentum happens. And we want people to get excited about something that we're partially excited about. It just is wow. not going to happen. But hey, man, I need to wrap up our time, dude. But always great talking with you, bro. I appreciate it. Awesome, you. man. You blew it up. Thank you. <laughs> great talking with you, man. Have an awesome day. Thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.